This call is being recorded. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Good morning, Yvonne. Good Amen. Yes, he is. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thank you. Hey, Happy Wednesday to you as well. Hi, everybody. It's Mona. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. I love you guys. Love you too. Good morning, Mona. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Miss Barbara. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Barbara. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Happy Sister Wednesday. Thank you. 
Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, it's Sister Priscilla. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Priscilla. Good morning, it's Deidre. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Deidre. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, everyone. It's Lucille. Good morning. Good morning. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us this morning? Good morning, it's Cindy. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning, Victory family. This is Pam. Could we please say a prayer for my friend? Uh, the Southern family, uh, Keith passed away. They're having his services on Friday. So if we could just lift the Southern family up in prayer, I would appreciate it. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Pam, is that Sullen, S-U-L-L-E-N? Yes, Sullen. Okay, thank you. I want to make sure. Thank you so much. Sure. We'll lift up the Sullen family, asking for prayer for comfort. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else joined us? Morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Hey, Vivi. It's Didi. Good morning. Love you. Good morning, Didi. Love you too. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Clear victory. Who who was that that said good morning? Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Glad to hear you. Me too. Thank you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, Vivi, it's Didi. Real quick, I just wanted to thank you, um, my Declare Victory family, for praying and agreeing with me for David's, uh, my nephew's surgery. It went great, and he is already home and resting well. So thank you guys for just your love and prayers. 
Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glad for the good report. We expected that good report. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. My name is Krista. You, did you say Kristen? Krista. Good morning. Is this your first time calling? It is. Okay, welcome. Welcome to the call. So glad you called in. Who invited you? Um, my former manager. Her name is Ronay Kent. Okay, wonderful. We're so happy to hear your voice. Glad you called in and hope you will continue to call in and be blessed by the call. Thank you. Okay, at this time, we're going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to stay tuned in with us for November because the monthly theme is Glory and Honor. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declares. We have two announcements. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into Declare Victory prayer call, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. However, we do have one spoken prayer request from Pam, and she's asking that we lift up the Sullen family, asking for prayer and um, comfort for them during their time of loss. We have a praise report. Dee Dee's nephew, uh, David's surgery, heart surgery, was successful, and he's already at home. So praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for for answering our prayer. The order of the call is as follows. The declaration will be done by Dion. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Sabrina. And then we'll go into closing comments, which will be hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Declaration by Dion. Praying and corporate praise by Sabrina. And then closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Colossians 3, chapter 3, verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. And I now pass the call to Dion. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning, and praise the Lord, everybody. I am grateful to be in the number this morning. I don't know about you, but if I don't know nothing else, Somebody didn't wake up. 
say it again? Just your phone. You sound muffled. Okay. Okay. One second. Hey, is that better? No. No? Yes? No? Yes? No. Okay. Um. Wow. Okay. Um, okay, give me two seconds. Let me let me hang up and call back. One second. Okay, is that better? See, yes. Yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, hey, man, yeah, the devil is mad at me. I've been on one early this morning. Hallelujah. And so I'm grateful to God um, just for another opportunity to tell him he is great. He is majesty. He is our El Shaddai. He is Elohim. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Nisei. And thank you um, all for joining this morning. And today I'm looking forward to the fast. I want to encourage you. If you've not done so, we just do it from five to five. I promise you can do it. And there is benefit in doing so. Excited that David made it out of his surgery um, successfully and that God got the glory and the victory out of that. We thank God for modern medicine, but we know without a shadow of a doubt that he is Jehovah Rapha in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Listen, I'm ready to make the devil mad this morning with the truth of God's word, and I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting, expecting God to show up in not just my life, but in our lives on multiple levels, and um, so much so that it begins to blow our mind. This morning, Father woke me up, and um, I could just feel his overwhelming love this morning. There's something priceless about being able to feel the presence of the God we say we serve. I don't believe that anyone has ever felt Buddha. I'm not sure if anyone has ever felt Muhammad. But listen, this risen Savior that we have access to, he is not a God that we cannot feel. I was can I have you um, make sure you mute your phones for us this morning? Make sure you mute your phones. Um, there is something changing and shifting in the atmosphere, so I just want to tell you to be encouraged. Don't forget to mute your phone. I can still hear somebody in the background shuffling. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you a second to make sure that that's done um, before I begin. We are talking about glory and honor this morning, I want to um, just go a little bit into detail with regard to honor this morning. David shared on Monday, Moses did his thing on yesterday, um, and today I'm going to share a little bit about honor and what that looks like. Um, and just FYI, I can still hear your phone off mute, whoever that is. Uh, if you would be kind enough. Just for the integrity of the call, simply because the call is being recorded and will be available as a playback. We want to make sure that the integrity of the call goes forth uh, uninterrupted if possible. Amen. 
So this morning, most gracious and heavenly Father, before I begin to share, God, be my words, uh, hide me behind the truth of the cross and the unadulterated blood of Jesus. You're still not on you, whoever that is. Hallelujah. God, we thank you that no devil uh, will get glory this morning. We thank you this morning that we are victorious. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen, and God, I bless you. And if I can have somebody um, jump on the board for me, because we have somebody that does not follow directions this morning. Amen. Somebody that 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 is absolutely not interested in following instructions. So if you can mute them, that would be great. Amen. Go ahead and, and mute whoever that is. Amen. So um, this morning, I want to um, preface the teaching uh, by saying in all honesty that um, here of late, God has really been dealing with me just with regard to honor and what that looks like why we honor God, what we honor God uh, in regards to on, on multiple levels. There are so many different things uh, that honor is indicative of. Let me first begin by saying there is what's called a law of honor, the law of honor. Um, we've heard for many years, children, honor your parents for this is right. Uh, you guys know I have a tendency to tell my business, but I do it in an effort that it would empower you to do more of the same. It would empower you um, to live your life intentionally with the expectation that there is uh, not just a reward, uh, but there is privilege put in place just as a result of honoring God with our testimony, right? So the word says that we overcome <clears throat> by the words of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. I remember being um, a girl, and for, for those that are new to the call um, and you are not familiar with my testimony, um, I had a, a very peculiar relationship with my mother. And um, I, it was difficult for me to understand, and, and there, there was something innate in me, by the grace of God, that would would force me to honor my mother in spite of situations and circumstances, in spite of um, what I thought or what I felt, um, in spite of um, some of the missteps and mishaps that she suffered from. Um, but I remember I was about 24 years old. Uh, and I made the decision that no matter what transpired, I would love her. I would love her, I would honor her, and I would respect her. Uh, it was really important to me that no matter what transpired, that I would honor God with my life, and I would respect, revere, and honor my mother. Um, that has served me well. Uh, you know, no matter what, what went on, um, I knew that because of who God made me, that there had to be some things in her that were very similar. Um, I watched her honor my grandmother, um, even to her dying day, in spite of some of their difference. But one of the things that I made um, absolute certain of is that I was submitted to the truth that um, the word of God declared that I was to honor my mother. 
um, the word honor in and of itself means respect, dignify, venerate, to bestow upon, or to make good, to sustain, or to attest. That's in the Hebrew. Um, that's, that's in the Hebrew. But in the Greek, um, the word honor is, is pronounced timi, T-I-M-I. And it means a price, value, cost, rate, or fair, right? That means that, means that there's a monetary value to honor. There is a monetary benefit to honor. Um, honor looks like, um, uh, and not, not just specific to the man or the woman of God. So, so remember, there's a law of honor. I'm going to rattle off multiple scriptures. I won't read them all, but I'll give them to you for your reading. Um, right, honor can be given to a person, uh, just a, a, an individual person that you know is worthy of honor, right, according to what he's done. So in that instance, uh, per the culture, honor was given in a gratuitous sum, so uh, uh, some type of monetary or financial benefit, right? So if there are people in your life that you honor, <clears throat> there is a, a financial connection to that. I'm not saying that to say, y'all give, you know, you, you know what, uh, what to do and, and if, if something's benefited you with regard to people and their influence in your life. Romans 2, 6 and 7 um, speaks of uh, the law of destiny as it relates to honor, right? So when a person is worthy of hire or when a person is a benefit to a community or a body, uh, there is a destiny of honor. Honor has to come back around and be attributed to a thing or contributed to a thing, right? Uh, Romans 12 and 6 Right. It's it, uh, here. Let me let me read it specifically. Um, as as I begin to delve into this, uh, usually things are difficult in your life when you do not honor a specific thing. Uh, for me, I had um, a, a really strange relationship with money. Uh, money would come to me so easy. I didn't have a bunch of respect for it. Uh, because I knew that I could get it over again, right? I knew that I could get it quickly. And so as a result of that, um, financially, I was, I was well-to-do. But when you blow it as it relates to the law or the association with something, God has this uncanny knack for bringing things around and teaching you what honor looks like. Uh, if you are struggling in relationship with money, it's because somewhere you did not respect the law of honor as it relates to it. Um, when you are having a difficult relationship with your father or your mother, uh, it is probably because somewhere you broke the law of honor, honor in that relationship uh, as it relates to a boss or someone that you know um, has a, a specific rank and you don't honor them, like putting your mouth on your boss, even though they might be a jerk. <laughs> you, you have to be very careful 
with the responsibility that holding honor true to form bears. It is really important uh, as we are walking into a place of restoration and things being replenished and things being renewed and being revived, that you are honoring those that are in charge of you. I remember one time um, I prayed for President Trump and um, somebody, I forgot, oh yes, I remember who, I'm not even going to bust her out. Uh, somebody sent me an inbox, honey, I, when you pray for him, my whole face got bunched up. But the reality is, um, as foolish as his decisions are, um, as, as silly as he is um, in, in his dealings, he is still an authority figure and there is still honor that is due to him. I try not to get caught up in the political um, dialogue or political jargon as it relates to who he is uh, because I recognize the hand of, of God on his life, right? So the word says that the heart of the king is in the hands of the master. And how many of you know that sometimes God will allow a thing simply to get his glory. And so it is important that we pray for our president just out of respect for the law of honor. Um, let me see. I'm going to read Romans uh, 2, 6, and 7. Romans 2, 6. And matter of fact, I'm going to read Romans 13 and 6. This is also why we pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe him taxes, pay him taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Uh, honor is due even when you don't get it, right? Honor is due even when you don't understand. Honor is, is, is owed. There is a debt, a fare, a fee um, for, for people that are, um, you are supposed to be submitted to. Now, it doesn't mean be foolish, it doesn't mean be simple, it doesn't mean be silly, but what it does mean is that you have to keep all things in mind. Let me read another scripture, Romans 12 and 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one above yourself. So there, there are certain times where even the law of honor um, pays homage to those around us honor in, in most of these scriptures, they all have different contexts. You always have to be uh, aware of the context, the reason that that particular uh, suggestion was rendered. And so there is, I'll, I'll even use um, Tanya as an example. While we are friends um, and we are sisters in the faith, there are certain things with regard to who she is and the reverence that God has given my heart for her, even in our relationship. There are certain things I would not expose her to. There are certain things that I wouldn't even share with her out of honor for her influence on my life, out of honor um, for the fact that I know that her life has not been exposed to certain things, right? So there are sometimes there was a movie that I went to go see. And, you know, the movie, it was it was a cool movie or whatever. She was like, I think I want to go see that. No, <laughs> no, sis, you, you, you probably don't. You probably don't want to go see that one. Um, it, it, it lets 
um, one know, number one, it, it's a certain type of respect, right? There's a certain type of reverence that I have for her, that there's something in me that wants to protect and nurture that thing. There should be people around you that you feel like, and this, this is how you know you're growing or you're gauging towards growing. There should be people around you that your life um, gives honor to. Right? There should be people around you that your life gives honor to. What that institutes is accountability, right? Mm -hmm. Accountability. There's a different level of accountability when somebody's around you that you reverence. There's a different level of accountability, i.e., our reverence for God, our honor for God. There are certain things that we just don't want to do simply for honor for him. Um, Romans 13 and 7, give everyone what you owe him. Oh, wait, this is another with, with regard to um, even as it relates to debt, right? Even as it relates to outstanding bills. How about that? <laughs> Can you mute your phone for me? Um, that's another one that speaks to our reverence of money and responsibility and accountability. Right, we, we have a certain responsibility as believers and as kingdom livers and kingdom doers to have a different reverence for finances, not because of being stingy or, or not because of, of wanting to come up, but the, the word of God says this, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our relationship to money says a whole bunch about us being trustworthy, right? So a lot of times societally, or I'll, I'll call it in earth language, you know, uh, the bill collectors call, the, 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 you know, we avoid specific phone calls because we have an outstanding debt. The truth of the matter is having those outstanding debts um, is resemblant of how we associate with money um, and, and, and how we, you're still not on mute. Oh, my goodness. Awesome. Some, somebody didn't feel hard to sleep. <laughs> That's okay. We we don't even have no problem with that, but I wish you would uh, mute your phone in between your snores. Amen. Um, we, have a we have a responsibility um, as it relates to our finances to be good stewards, right? And so knowing that we have phone calls to avoid, I think every single person on this call can probably relate. It's time for us to get our business straight, right? So some of us, um, necessarily, So some of us are asking God to give us more. Some of us are asking God to um, enlarge our territory when, in fact, we're still not clear, we're still not um, certain, and we're still not steadfast as it relates to the relationship that we have with money, right? Um, so Romans 12 and 6 talks about that brotherly love. Right. 
there's there's an honor for our brothers and our sisters in Christ, right? We we have to have um, a, a specific mindset when it comes to those around us, even not esteeming ourselves above one another, no matter the gifts, no matter the talents. The law of honor says that our posture should always be one of humility and reverence to others around us, just in demonstration of what we confess or profess that we say we believe. It is super important um, that people around us can physically see the hand of God on our lives, not to uh, esteem ourselves, but really so that we understand who we reverence. Right, as a result of reverencing God, we have the ability to demonstrate brotherly love. Romans 2 6 and 7 says, God will give to each person according to what he has done, right? According to what he has done. To those who buy precedence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. And so, what we do while we steward this life, what we do with the things that God bestows upon us, what we do as we uh, live our lives as open epistles, people are reading our lives daily. It is impossible to live a life of honor and reverence and there not be some recompense. Right, so any area of your life that you are still struggling in, uh, again, relationally, financially, mentally, emotionally, is due to the lack of honor in that area, right? It's due to the lack of area, uh, to the lack of honor in that area. I want to bring it to your attention so that you can begin to study your life and study where you lack honor. Right. So if, if you are in a, a covenant relationship with a body of believers and you have a pastor and you're putting your mouth on the pastor, you lack honor as it relates to reverence of not the fact that he tell you what to do, but the fact that God placed him as head over you. If you find yourself struggling with honoring the man of woman or God that's assigned to your life, I would probably suggest that you check that relationship and make sure you're in the right place. If you, you you may have issues with rebellion. You may have issues um, with submission. Under whatever circumstance, the root of it is rejection and rebellion. And so in many instances, if you know for a fact that you are connected to a body of believers and you refuse to tithe, it means you lack honor for that leader. It means that you lack respect for that leader, and you probably are located in the wrong place. It should be nothing to you um, where you know you are fellowshipping at to give. It should not, it shouldn't make you feel away. I don't care if he drives two Bentleys, a Range Rover, an Aston Martin, um, an Alfa Romero. I don't care what's going on. If you have a struggle financially with sowing into that ministry, um, it means that there's a lack of honor there, right? So we, we hear and we see um, people that uh, social media is full of it, where people are just totally dishonoring leadership, dishonoring uh, what the men and women of God do, when in reality, it's not about who they are because God takes care of that. It's about the fact that God put them in a specific place in an effort to get a word to somebody, whatever it is, right? 
But at the end of the day, um, we have to reverence the people that God has placed over us. We have to reverence the people that God has ordained for this hour. Not only, not only that, but we also have to be very mindful of how we honor our physical bodies. Right, so 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God, right? Respect the law of honor uh, with your body. And so that goes back to, to a couple of discussions that we've had. If there are children on the line, you might want to take us off speaker. Um, this this is associated with everything from fornication to adultery to masturbation to addiction uh to drinking to in, in excess to smoking to being high um to taking pharmaceutical drugs it means um and then the end result when you dishonor uh your own personal body there are consequences uh from stds to um un un unwanted or unnecessary pregnancies well i think that pregnancy is ordained by god but uh there there are consequences when you don't honor your body things begin to happen and then there is a bunch of now get this, unconfessed sin that we start to try to build a life on top of. What ends up happening is you start to experience the manifestation of dishonor because you broke a law. Now, remember we were talking about open heavens um, and accessing heaven and the courts of heaven. Uh, we've learned over a course of time that there are legal realms in the spirit that the enemy has a legal right or legal access to everything that you possess based on one of three things, iniquity, Again, the sins of your bloodline, your historical sins, things that have nothing to do with you, transgressions, the things that the Holy Spirit will speak to you, warn you about, and help you to get away from should you honor immediately what it is that the Holy Spirit is interjecting or willful sin. Transgression leads to willful sin. So anytime the Holy Spirit warns you about a transgression, it is to keep you from crossing that barrier into sin life, right? So some things we do unknowingly, some things we do um, just out of habit, some things we do in response to iniquity, right? So the majority of the time to teach you the law of honor as it relates to your body, to teach you the law of honor as it relates to your financial relationships, anything sustainable, the Holy Spirit will always warn you, even if it's iniquitous, even if it's stuff that has nothing to do with you, even if it's stuff that was done in your bloodline or in the past, Holy Spirit will begin to point it out to you. So a lot of times you'll see yourself dealing with something. Maybe it's not you that does not honor authority. It may have been your great, great, great grandmother, but what he begins to do is identify those places you lack honor in. Uh, I remember as I was going through the sanctification process of salvation, because there are levels to this, and he began to point out to me things um, concerning where I lacked honor that had nothing to do with me. 
Um, you guys have heard me mention before, um, when I started to uh, go to the courts and summons the books, right, so that I could see what was written of me according to Psalms 139.16, when I began to ask the Lord to show me uh, what was in my bloodline that I was yet paying for, right? The law of honor says that in the event that I come across some things, it's still my responsibility to begin to confess it as sin, to apply the blood of Jesus to the sin and the consequence, and then ask that it be blotted out of the books of both heaven and hell, never to return 40 generations back or back to the bloodline of Adam and Eve. When you are dealing with sickness in your body and you've not yet identified it, it's because the law of honor has been um, infiltrated some kind of way. There are some things on the inside of you that it's your responsibility. Why right? he said, he who seeks me shall find me. When you start to ask God to reveal the heart of the Father toward you and to perfect who you are, right, because he told us to perfect love, love is the uh, a counterpart for dishonor. Right? When you love the Father enough to seek out his will for your life, he begins to identify things that you have a responsibility to overcome, either iniquitous, transgressional, or sin nature, right? So all those things, if right now you are physically dealing with health challenges, there is something in your bloodline something in your historical life. It could be the root of bitterness. It could be um, unforgiveness. It, it's a manifestation of something, right? So whatever it is, it's a place where you lack honor, right? A law has been broken. And so I want to teach you how to go back in and recover the places of the breach, to recover uh, the things that, that lack honor. What it will call for, which is why I suggested today would be a great day for you to fast. If you didn't get the fasting memo today, um, uh, I, I would encourage you, start right now, start where you are, and begin to ask to show you the breaches in your bloodline. If you're having struggles in your relationships, your marriage, uh, there may be a place that you breached honor, right? And, and a lot of times because we are in the world, not of the world, the world frames the way we view a thing. The world frames the way we handle things. The world frames uh, our uh, ability to hold a grudge or to, to gain um, access to the root of bitterness. We have a responsibility to discover it, to cast it down, and to root it out. Our responsibility then enables us to begin to move forward in places we were once stagnant. Um, I'm going to read a couple more scriptures. I know we're getting close to the hour, uh, but, but I need you to get this. When I started to understand, um, for real, the truth of dishonor as it relates to all things, I began to ask the Lord to show me places where I lacked honor, right? And so I'll say this like this because I'm impressed too. Uh, for those of you that have been on this call for years and years and years and you know um, that it's impacted your life and you've never sown, that's a place of dishonor. Not because I said it, but because it is the rule. It is the law that's applied to it, right? When people tell you, you know, I, I sure appreciate you, you helped my life, this and this, I hear all of that. 
But at the end of the day, what you honor, you have zero problems going into. I go to my church every Sunday. My man of God, I don't, I don't, when I have or when I don't have, um, I honor the call and the mantle that's on his life. And I honor that he prays for me consistently. Um, same, same thing goes here. This is not a game. We're not doing no whole bunch of playing. But if you say you honor something, uh, the evidence is the rate the fair, not my opinion, right? But the reality is anything that means something to you, uh, love gives, right? And so um, uh, Romans, uh, no, I'm sorry, um, John 12 and 26, whoever serves me must follow me and where I am, my servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Right. And so there's there's a certain force that comes when we dedicate our lives to honoring the father by serving his son. There's a certain force that comes when we submit our will and agree with what it is that is written in the books of us. There's a certain honor that we slide into um, under under the law of grace that in, embodies the love of the father toward his children. Uh, Psalms 84 and 11, hallelujah. For the Lord God is the is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from us, those who walk in blamelessness. And so when you respect the rule of honor, when you respect the law of honor, nothing is withheld from you. Nothing is withheld from you. Those things in your life that you know are contributing factors, it could be a mentor, it could be a tutor, it could be a teacher. Um, how do you honor someone or something that blesses you? Right? How, how, do you, how do you demonstrate that they have been a blessing to you? Right? It's cool to say it. It is another thing to demonstrate it. Right? And so no different than money, no different than uh, your mother or your father. You know, one of the things I, I love to do, um, I love to buy my mother things. Right? I, I do. I, I, I love to make sure that she's good. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to demonstrate it. So even when you think about the relationship that you have with the father, right, I love to give him of myself. This morning uh, when he woke me up, the, the funniest thing, um, it, it, is, it is such a blessing um, when you can feel the hand of the father on your life. He woke me up this morning, and as soon as he woke me up, he said, Dion, I love you. Ah, glory to God. And I could feel his love. I could feel it in such a way that it instantly, it instantly took me to tears. Not only did it instantly take me to tears, but then he went a little bit further and, and began to tell me um, that he was pleased with my heart and my ear to hear. And then he told me to get out of my bed and get on my knees. That is me honoring God. Instantly, um, I, didn't, I didn't pause. You know how normally you'll hear God's voice? 
and, and you may uh, twist back and forth and be like, yeah, kind of, sort of. But what I did was I gave him uh, that instant response. I can't hand him any money because he's not physically present, but I can't extend it to his children, which is just like giving it to him, a, a homeless person or somebody in need, right? We're not handing something specifically to the father, but we're honoring that we know that he's provided a resource. Now we pass it on. Uh, in that instance, I, I got on my knees and I just began to weep and I felt like I was laying on his shoulder physically um, and I could feel his love and he began to minister some things to me and then guess, guess what he said y'all he said you know you're a little crazy right and when I tell you I fell out I'm saying that to say this when you give your heart to the father in real life and you find yourself underneath what he says for you, when you find yourself submitting and submerged in the truth of his word, that is giving him what he desires. We were created to worship. It took me as, as hard as I laughed when he said, you know, you're a little crazy, right? It took me into a place of being absolutely clear that I hear his voice. And when I hear his voice, I respond. He began to tell me, Dion, let me tell you what I love most. Every time I tell you something, even if you struggle for a second, you always do what I tell you to do. Even if it's unpopular, even if it's uncomfortable, my gift to him is my obedience. That says that I honor him. It is impossible to be around somebody uh, that sows into you, that, that pours into you and not give. It's impossible to do that and be okay with it. Right. Even even as it relates to your your finances. Right. When it comes to your finances, we honor money by what we spend it on. So if you know you struggle with honoring money, um, if you know that you you use your emotions to shop when you feel a little bit low. Right, you, you take your money and you spend money that you probably shouldn't. That's dishonoring money. When you break that law, there is an expense for that. Right in, in relationship with authority figures or even just your, your peers or whatnot, there's a certain honor um, that, that this earth is crying for a demonstration of. And as a, a bunch of blood-bought, born-again believers, I just want to tell you, ask the Lord to begin to reveal to you where you lack honor. Right? So Proverbs 3 and 9 says, honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of your crop. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crop, right? But at the end of the day, when you don't understand what that means and you're not reverencing what that means, it is hard for God to get additional um, finances to you. If there are people in your life that you know have been a blessing, and I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about people. This is not a declare victory, uh, so into it message. Um, now, if you know DV has been a blessing to you, by all means. Absolutely. There are ministries that I listen to and I get excited when I'm able to sow a seed and wish I had more. And I'm anticipating uh, there, there are ministries I can't wait to be wealthy to sow into. And they have no idea. But if God gave me the desire to do it, he's got to meet the need so that it can be filled. So this morning, uh, my prayer for you is that you begin to ask the Father, where do I lack honor? Where am I missing it? On every level, in your 
in your health, in your body, in your relationships, in your thinking. Where do I lack honor? Uh, in your health, where do I lack honor? What is it? And, and again, keeping in mind that your health responds to what's in your heart. Your health responds to what's in your heart. What am I not honoring? Is it the law of forgiveness, right? If it, is it the law of confession, right? Whatever it is, ask the Lord, where do I lack honor? As I pass the call to Sabrina. So, Father, we thank you this morning for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for just being an amazing God, one that cares so much about us that you would not leave us unaware. You would not leave us unignorant. You would not leave us ignorant. You send teachers. You send um, pastors. You send people to help us grow up in you. So, God, we start this morning by honoring you. We esteem the value of your very name. We esteem and affirm the value of the gifts that you gave us when you went to Calvary and you died in our place. God, you were the perpetuation of our sin. And God, we thank you for taking our place through your son Jesus on today. You are valuable to us, God, and we honor you. We honor everything about you. We honor and we dignify your name, God. We give you glory and honor because it is due you. It is yours. So before we ask you for anything, we take a moment and sit in the very thing that we have learned about this morning, and that is honor. We lift your name high, high above the earth, God. We Thank you that before there was a heaven and there was an earth, there was God. We thank you, God, when we consider the works of your hands, when we consider how you scooped out the ocean, when we consider how you placed every mountain in place, we have no other choice but to honor you. You are an amazing God. You're an all-consuming fire. You are everything. You are all sufficient, omnipresent, anything that we can think of you are. So we honor you. We honor you as Lord of our lives. We honor you as King. We honor you as God. We honor you as our Father. We honor you, God. It is in your honor that we find our own value. So, God, we worship you today because you are amazing. We're often overwhelmed by the fact that you would even consider us to be friends with you. We honor you. God, you are mindful of us. You care enough about us to even enlighten us to sins that we're not even aware of. So, God, on today, as we walk forward in this journey with this word that we've heard, we Thank you for an opportunity, God, to be better. We thank you for every opportunity you send to grow us up. We thank you for every opportunity you send to become closer to you, God. We thank you that your work didn't stop on Calvary's cost, but it's a day-by-day work in us because you want more of us, God. And even though we spend so much time asking you for more, for more, for more, the reality is you want more. You deserve more. Hallelujah, you created us for more. You designed and purposed us for more. So God, as we embrace the fact that we're not where we should be, we do thank you that we were not where we used to be, God, but we embrace the concept of more, 
more of you, more responsibility in you. We could be doing more. So God, as we go to increase our own value, we thank you for illuminating areas in our life where we've neglected responsibilities, where we've neglected value, we've neglected to give honor where honor was due. God, we come before you asking you to open us up, God. Not to you, because you see us, you created us, you know all about us, but God, we're asking you to turn that spotlight from heaven, turn it on us, God, and make it so that we can't help but to see the areas. We ask that you would illuminate what's hidden. We ask that you would shine light on the things that we've intentionally pushed in a corner and we've compartmentalized those things that we have made a practice of not thinking about, God. I'm asking that you would show us, God, make that thing ever before so that we cannot ignore it, that it is in front of us so that we have to deal with it. God, relationships that are in ill repair, I'm asking that you would put that thing on the forefront and make it urgent and emergent so much so that it's all that we think about. Your word commands us to, if we enter into worship and we know that there's a brother that has an ought against us, that we are to leave our gift at the altar. So God, I'm asking that you will bring those relationships that are in ill repair. I'm asking that you will bring those things that are in our hearts that we're holding as grudges, as roots of bitterness that we have against people that we haven't even told them we're holding. They may not even be aware, but God, that you give us the urgency to deal with it, not for them, but for us. Hallelujah, I'm asking you, God, to illuminate relationships that are estranged and distant. It's not your will that we be estranged from those, God, that you created us to be in relationship with. So I'm praying, God, for those that are estranged from loved ones and have a heart to be reunited and have a heart to be reconciled, but don't know how to go about doing it, God, that you will continue to send instructions, that you will continue, hallelujah, to light pathways and send opportunities for people to be in the same place and to have conversations. I'm thanking you in advance for grace and for mercy that will allow those conversations to not only take place, but to be well received. God, we lift our children up to you today, God, as they try to make their way in this sensitive wayward world. God, we're lifting them up to you, asking you to do what only you can do, and that's to cover them with your blood. We thank you for every day that you keep them from danger, seen and unseen. We thank you for every moment of every day that you stay the hand of the enemy, God, and you keep harm away from them. We thank you for your angels that encamp round about us 24 hours a day when we are not thinking about the fact that we have protection, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. And as we go, God, to really address the sin in our lives, that may be attached to our bloodline, God, or that may be attached to childhood error, oh God, or adolescent foolishness, God, we thank you that your word says there is therefore now no condemnation, so God, we relish in the fact that freedom is ours if we want it, freedom is ours if we're brave enough to acknowledge what we need to be free from, God, so I ask that you would give us not only pure hearts, but courageous hearts to deal with those things that we've been afraid to even acknowledge that we ourselves did. God, I come against shame. I come against embarrassment. I come against anything that will keep us 
stagnated and stunted in our growth. God, I thank you that your word has for us the exchange of strength, the exchange of power, and the exchange of living water that wants to flow from our bellies if we would give you what we are ashamed of, if we would give you and exchange your word says that we can cast all of our cares on you because you care for us today. God, I lift up those that are in need of healing in their natural bodies. God, I lift up Angela to you, thanking you for the finished work that was done on Calvary's cross in her name. God, I thank you that you are doing, your word is doing what you did. God, your word is perfecting what you did even in her body. God, I thank you for healing. Hallelujah. I thank you for complete recovery. I thank you, God, that she's going to be better. Hallelujah. She's going to even feel better than she ever has before. God, I thank you that when she comes out of this, she'll not only have a testimony, hallelujah, but she'll have a glow. Hallelujah. I thank you for Aisha. I lift her up to you, God, asking that you would do what only you can do. I thank you for revelation knowledge. I thank you for the supreme intellect. Hallelujah. I thank you for identification. God, I just thank you for everybody that's associated with her care. God, I ask that you would touch her heart. Hallelujah. Speak to her during this downtime. Hallelujah. The time that you have set aside for her to be hidden. Hallelujah. And I thank you because when she comes out, she's coming out swinging, coming out with a testimony of not only healing, but of faith, hallelujah, and of your power and of your glory. So we thank you, God, that things are not as they're going to be. We thank you, God, that things are not as they will be revealed, but we thank you for the faith. Hallelujah. We pray about the now, but we thank you for the then. So God, as we get ready to take our phones off of you, we do so with great joy and enthusiasm for another opportunity to affirm your value. We honor you today, God, as we take our phones off of me, we take our phones off of me, honoring you for who you are, not for what you love, but simply for who you are. You are a God that is worthy of honor. You are a God that is worthy of glory. We honor you, Lord, 
need to see you. To see you high, high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, 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 high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we cry holy, 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 we want to see you. Hallelujah. We need to see you. We bless your name. We need to see you. We got to see Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Bless your high name. God, open the eyes of our heart, Lord Jesus. Empty us out, Lord God. Purge us. Clean up and kiss up, God. Change the molecular structure of even how our heart beats toward you. God, give us a craving for intimacy with you. God, begin to relinquish us of our resistance to your love. Open the eyes of our heart. Open the eyes of our understanding. Open even the gully, dark things, Lord Jesus, that we would begin to see the manifestation of your love, not in somebody else's life, Jesus, in ours. God, we want to see you. We want that evidence. We want that proof. Lord God, not not just intangible things, but in the manifestation of the truth of your word concerning our lives. We want to see you. We desire to see you. We crave seeing your hand on our lives this morning. God, we thank you for every voice lifted up to say that you deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. You deserve the reverence. So, God, if we esteem all these other things, surely, clearly, we honor you this morning. Clearly. We know that if we can reverence people and relationships and health and our body and finances, surely, You are far more deserving than that. And so this morning, God, we declare that we do honor you. We respect the law of honor, and we expect to see the truth of your word come to life and come to light in and through us in the matchless name of Jesus. We declare it, and we decree it. Amen. And, God, we do bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so as we just begin um, to walk into the love, life, and victory discussion, and I'll have to end it a little bit early. Um, I've got a a good trek of a drive um, this morning. Um, And just just pray. I'm going to go check on Angela uh, this morning. And so if you guys would today just mention her in your prayers, please, and thank you in advance 
um, just God, that God would send ministering angels um, and that her body would respond to the truth of God's word for her life. Amen. The devil is a liar and he is defeated. She shall live and not die. She shall see the hand of God on her life and every single promise that he has for her, I believe, is yes and amen. So if you guys would just call her name out. Hallelujah. Um, she's physically been in the hospital since Saturday. It is Wednesday, and I'm not going for it. Amen. I'm going to go go get my fight on in Jesus' name. So just be in prayer, if you would, um, during the course of your prayer today. Amen. Amen. Uh, anybody want to say good morning? I set myself in agreement with you in prayer for Angela. Hallelujah. Yes. The devil is a lie. A lie, a lie, a lie. Like you would say, a whole lie. A whole entire one, honey. Dirty dog. <laughs> I am fighting no, that. No, for real. No, no, no. No, no, for real. Like, for real, for real. Like, yeah, I'm ready to fight something. My sister's still in the hospital? Yeah, it's a whole problem. On my way. It's a Calling whole out problem. out to the healer for the healing for my sister, Angela. I'm fighting with you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ain't going for it. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Good morning. This is Lee. The hey, devil Lee. is a defeated liar. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <clears throat> good morning, yes. Saints. This is Leisha. Hey, good morning, Leisha. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Brother E. You know, I know, hey. I know, I know your background noise. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, it's Bridget. Hey, Bridget. Good morning, love. Good morning. Good morning, it's Asaya. Hi, Asaya. Hi, Hi Asaya. Where the rest of them? <laughs> Where the rest of them? Where was they? Let me go hey, Asaya. <laughs> That's a long walk these days now since God has blessed us with this house and these yes, things. Yes, come on. Come on. <laughs> Girl, you better walk the stairs. They're going to get you in shape. You better hush. Say good morning. <laughs> good morning, Sister Catherine. Great good morning, hey, Catherine. Yes. Good morning, Catherine. Wait, morning. hold up. These, I know these kids trying to say good morning. Good morning. Who is that, Bridget? Hi, yeah. Parkin' Pie. <laughs> Hi, baby. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Anthony. Hi, Anthony. We know your name, boy, but your voice ain't high no more. <laughs> he grew up. Oh, listen, I was baby. Say, I was say, he sounds like a little man now. <laughs> right? Good morning, Miss Niza. Hey, Niza. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Y'all made my morning. <laughs> Bring Good morning, baby. Of our baby. I know, me too. Right? Yeah, we need some updated photos. Oh, okay. Like she in college. Right? Oh, that's she's hard. in 11th grade now. Jeez. 11th grade, 7th, 8th, and 4th grade. Wow. Wow. God is good. That's a good morning, daughter. Yes, it's Precious. It's Miss D. Hey, good, hey, good morning, uh, Precious Princess. Good morning yes, to you. Ma'am. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda girl. Good morning, Miss Nikisha. 
Hi, Keish. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I sit in agreement with you. Amen. I hear another little person. Who is that? Good morning. This is Leo. Hi. Good morning. Say your name again. I can't hear you good. You muffled. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hi, Rio. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I'm glad to hear your voice this morning, little person. Smiling. We got a we got a new somebody to hear grow up. Come on, Jesus, and do it. Good morning, it's Juliet, everybody. Hey, Juju. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, baby girl. Hey, baby. Good morning, get to oh, Hey. Today Hi, is Ramaya. <laughs> that's that's my funky niece, honey. She don't do no playing. Y'all ain't ready for no Miss Ramaya. Hey, Dion, I just want to give a baby this morning. Today, well, give it out, give it out. Come on. Hey, baby, I love you. Happy <laughs> <laughs> birthday. That's right, honey. Happy birthday, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. We we love you. We pray your birthday is amazing today. I'm ready to fight. Amen. It is Amen. on and cracking. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Good morning tonight, Jay. Hi, stranger. Good morning. It's so good to just hear your sound. I know you ain't a stranger, but just to hear your voice is different than, you know, just knowing you in the cut somewhere. Good morning, Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. Good morning, sis. Good Good morning. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, everybody. Be blessed. Hey, uh, Dondria. Good morning, it's Aisha Twinkle. I just want to say thank you all for your prayers. Um, Thanks. Amen. Amen. You you know what I love? I love, listen, me, me and Tanya, we're a little crazy, y'all know. When, G, when when the Lord told me this morning, he said, you know, you're a little crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, like, literally, he was like, you know, you, you know, you're a little crazy, right? Yes, sir. I don't know. Um, but we, we think of it like this. This is in response to what you just said, Aisha. Um, we've learned that anytime a problem appears, there's a promise attached. To it. Anytime a problem appears, there is a promise attached to it. Honey, who is moving boxes from one side of the house to the other? Mute your phone. Oh my God. Yeah, you. Whoever just moved that. Thank you. We love you. God bless your heart this morning. So so we kind of vow to be looking for a problem. What I've discovered through tests and trials is that every time there is a problem, 
depending on the size of the problem, the promise attached to it is greater, right? The promise attached to the problem is greater than the problem itself. So technically, it's something to get excited about. Now listen, once upon a time, I would not have been able to say that, right? But the law of honor says that there are several things that we have a responsibility to recognize and to reverence. I honor that God would only give me what I can handle. I honor the truth of his word concerning my life is that we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. When Josiah was diagnosed, all I saw was the problem. I did not consider the promise, nor did I honor that he is, number one, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, but moreover, he is the way, the truth, and the life, right? So every answer to any problem is hidden in him. How do you get the keys for the promise? You take your eyes off the problem and fix your focus on the truth of the law. If you honor that God has already numbered your days, if you honor that he knows every hair on your head, if you honor that you are predestined for a thing, the question is when a problem arises, what am I not honoring? Could it be that you're not honoring that he already laid out your steps according to Psalms 139.15 before you were formed? Could, could you not be honoring Jeremiah 29 and 11? I know the thoughts that I have for you, plans to prosper you, right, even as your soul prosper. Beloved above all, I would that you would prosper and be in good health, right? That, even as your soul prosper, right? So. What in our souls, what in our being, what is it that we are not pulling up and rooting out? What in our bloodline creates an issue, right? So what it does, instead of being cast down, instead of being frustrated, instead of being tormented by fear and trepidation, what you start to do, come on, is ask the Lord, come here, come on is ask the Lord for, uh, for the keys to the promise, right? So you, what I found is that he brought up any and everything that I was afraid of so he could root it out, right? Any and everything that I was intimidated by, he brought it up so he could deal with it, i.e., okay, now, now who is, is uh, shoveling bricks this morning? It went from moving boxes, now somebody should. Can you mute your phone? Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Anybody, anybody? Good morning, Saints. This is uh, Sister Alicia. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely was so informed this morning because I didn't realize that the bloodline before us could be affecting us now. That was so profound. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit led me to get on the call this morning because I needed to hear that. So I started praying already, and God started showing me some things already that I need to pray on. I was like, wow, we perish for lack of knowledge. So thank you, sister, for opening up my eyes because now I know what I need to be praying for right now. Amen. 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 Yes. Hi, this is Jacqueline. I just want to thank God for you. But, you know, because um, there's some things that we know, but because of, um, I guess, our culture or because of how we grow up, we take it for granted. For instance, you mentioned something about um, because he's a president and because um, he may not be doing what he's supposed to do, but we have to honor and that's something we fail to realize. And even in our, in, our, in our jobs, sometimes we're quick to put our mouth on God's people because, you know, uh, regardless, God put them in those positions. And we have to be mindful how we speak about people. Even when you don't mm-hmm. understand it, we should be quick to lift up prayer and just say, Lord, I may not understand it, but your will be done. You take control rather than mm-hmm. open our mouths and begin to speak damnation to ourselves because that's exactly what we're doing when we begin to speak against something that we don't understand. We have to come to a place where we, our first inclination is to pray and speak life instead of hoping and speaking negativity because it, it, it backfires and then it goes back on us because we're not honoring God's word. I just want to thank you for bringing that up today because um, I had the same conversation with my daughter taking her to school yesterday. She is in the fifth grade and recently just changed our principal. And she said, well, she was better as a vice principal. I said, be quiet. Uh Pray for her to grow into her position. It's a new position. So we have to pray that she grow into her position, but you have no right to say anything and such. So I thank God that you speak on it this afternoon because even um, myself, sometimes you forget yourself and you start talking about people, girl, mm-mm, you need to stop. We need to speak life and not speak because it, it backfires. Is that same thing where you're pointing with one finger and but the rest is pointing back at you? We just have to be uh-huh. mindful. Thank you for bringing that up. I really, really blessed me. And going forward, I have to. I must make sure that I, I speak in, a, in an honorable way. God bless you. Amen. Not always the easiest thing to do, Jacqueline, for real. But listen, it, when we, because now mind you, promotion comes from God. Nobody else, okay? Nobody, sometimes promotion is given just to tear a thing down, right? Yes, See, ma'am. if we keep in mind that the president is in place, people that wasn't sudden praying, scared, scared, and had they, and if they wasn't praying, now they might be. You understand? All things are useful. Nothing goes to waste. And so we can't fear the world system we have to rely on what it's what is written already, right? This ain't foreign, this ain't strange, right? This is absolutely God ordained, and we have to keep that in mind that He is the author and finisher of our faith. Systems put in place are usually put in place for intercessors to arise, right? There's a problem that leads to a promise that intercessors will take their place. There are some of us that don't know our watch. Yesterday, the Lord wore me out talking about how people would rather sleep than pray, that people are, are making their pillow, their sleep, their God. If he wake you up, get up. Honor what he's saying to you in that moment, right? If he wake you up at 3 o'clock and you know you hear his voice, 
you are dishonoring God by not responding immediately. That was something I had to learn. It's easy to stay in your bed. It'd be warm, right? So every time we see a problem, we should say, okay, now, God, where is the promise? Where is honor missing? What am I overlooking? What am I not seeing? Show it to me. Clear it up for me. Open the eyes of my understanding, right? That's the, the key is the seeker's find. But if you ain't asking no questions, right, if you don't want to know, he ain't going to tell you. The mysteries are revealed to us because we seek, not, be, not osmosis. You got to do the work. What am I not honoring? Did he tell you to forgive somebody and you haven't forgiven them yet? Did he tell you to release somebody and you still holding on to them? If he gave you an instruction, you are dishonoring God by not being immediately obedient. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hey, Dee. Um, go ahead. I heard Dee Dee and who else? You heard Priscilla as that? well. Oh, hey, Priscilla. Okay, so go hey. in that order. Go ahead, Dee. Go ahead, Dee Dee and then Priscilla. I just... I just was going to say thank you for, can you hear me okay? I'm on my, uh, we can hear you fine. We can hear you fine. Okay. Just that um, disobedience and not releasing, like, grudge holding. We all know we've had so many um, lessons on forgiveness, but yet there are so many people that are not um, forgiving or letting go of pet offense or, you know, even like childhood stuff. But you can't go further in your walk. You really can't. You may think that you're being blessed, but there's a blockage because the key mm-hmm. to freedom is letting go of people who have hurt you. And it's not easy, but it's necessary. And I'm telling you, you got to let it go so you can grow. Cause if not, you're going to be spiritually spent. You know, you're, you're not going to grow. So you can pray, you can fast, mm-hmm. you can lay out, you can speak in tongues. But until you release those people who have hurt you or whatever it is, even they might be dead and gone, you're, you're only hurting yourself. So I, I'm just grateful for this lesson and how you really live your life out loud, especially your relationship with your mother, because I think a lot of us, we might have mama issues or daddy issues, but until we let go of that stuff, we're going to just stay in the same old place. So I thank you for your work. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't staying stuck. I ain't got that kind of time. I got stuff to do. <laughs> go ahead, Priscilla. I just want to say, um, first of all, good morning, and thank you for you. I'm honoring you this morning for teaching me so much in my short time that I have been on declare victory. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I've been in church for so long at the Lord and not necessarily, I mean, you know, taken off the streets, basically, did not know the Lord, had a guru when God came to me. And um, hearing what I'm hearing now, it's like, I don't even know where to start. Sometimes I get, uh-huh, I, uh-huh, the enemy uh-huh. tries to overwhelm me, um, even though I get it. Um, but I just yeah. want to thank you because you are living your life out loud, and I love it. But you're pouring Thanks, into Lord. so many of us trying to get, trying to find our way through this, trying to um, 
you, you make it plain, you make it clear, and it's truth. And no, everybody, and it resonates, and it stays with you. It's almost like I just need to stay at the altar. I just need to stay on the fast. Mm-hmm. I just need mm-hmm. to stay in the word. I just need to stay on my knees. I just need when he gets me up at 3 o'clock, I don't need to dishonor him. I just need, I've never prayed, I, mm, I never prayed so intensely this past Sunday in my intercessory prayer group. I've never heard that from me before. And I know it's because I'm sitting here listening to all of you. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so very much. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. This is yes. Tanya. Oh, oh, hi, Tanya. My heart is rejoicing. My heart Hallelujah. is rejoicing. We entered heaven's courts this morning, y'all. I yes. felt it. Shay, listen, Me Shay. Too. Listen, Shay, I want you to expect what we talked about until late last night. I want you to come looking, expecting for what he's going to do. He has not left you. Tina, listen, um, you know, I like to talk a lot. I've got to share what you told me yesterday. Please don't be mad at me if I, when I share this. You guys, God is a miracle worker. I'm sorry, I'm hollering. I don't mean to holler. I'm just excited. <laughs> like I, when Priscilla talked about an intensity, I prayed so hard this morning that my chest felt like it was going to explode. Uh, I, I wanted to scream to the mountaintops. I love God. Listen, Tina has been talking about her son, Charles, who is incarcerated. And this is to encourage um, this is to encourage some of you who have incarcerated children or relatives and you're embarrassed by it. Don't be. Um, God has answered a prayer. Um, the judge is, I might get the terminology wrong, but um, charges, Charles is up on a charge that he, it's clear that the, literally, we saw it, that he's been set up for by the DA. And the judge is um, going to rehear his case. And if he does, he'll be taken off of, I believe he is, they're trying to give him the death penalty. And when he does, not if, when the judge rehears it, because there's an investigator that testified on behalf of Charles to say that wasn't him, right? And so a prayer was answered, and he's going to court in December, you guys. I'm not Uh heavenly court like we go to. He's Uh going to court so that his case can be reheard. Um, and so, the, and the judge wants the, the the DA, if I'm not mistaken, to explain to him where this evidence came from, and they're gonna have to answer for what they did. So, for for those of you who might be thinking, I think it's important to say this. Hallelujah. Sometimes we have. Yeah, but Tina has been a praying mother for years. She would not give up on her. Yeah, but I will sit on. This is an encouragement to you. Sometimes we think, like me too. My kids have been. All three of my kids have been incarcerated at one point in their life. So I'm not. I'm not talking from a theoretical standpoint. Sometimes they do things that they are they are guilty of, and then there are times when they get caught up in this institutional um, racism. It's real. 
right? And so I want you all to be encouraged, even if you don't have a child that is not incarcerated, you've got a child that's dealing with some stuff, even if it's an adult child, don't give up on them. God loves them, and every single thing that they are going through, every single thing that we are going through, it's not for naught. If we honor him, God is going to get the glory out of even what is we define as suffering. But, you guys, it's a privilege. Listen, I called Dion last week. I said, hey, I got a problem. Hallelujah. I love God. I yeah. love what he's doing. He is literally growing us up. We are not the same people we were five and a half years ago when we started this uh-uh. talk. Okay, I should shut uh-uh. up now. I'm going on. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hallelujah. Good morning. Yes. Yes. Who, who said my name? Hey, Catherine, go ahead. And then who else was that? Hold on one second, Catherine. Who else was that? Dondria. Dondria. Go ahead, Catherine and Dondria in that order, please. Yes. Um, I, I can ditto what uh, Priscilla said about um, this line and honoring the people on this line that God has connected us with, with you know, to where we can see things clear and uh, touch me when she said, you did so much you don't know where to start, you know. But God, mm-hmm. he, he knows when and how. You know, in his timing to to, to 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 lead us and guide us in ways that we need to go and and, and be tested on these things and, and 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 utilize these things that we've been taught. So I'm I'm so grateful for this line uh, of of leaders that 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 come boldly, you know, to the throne and, and teaches us things, you know. So I, I'm grateful and um. When you said misery is given to us when we seek, you know, and that's that's, that's so true. And being yes, it really is. You know, when we ask God and we stand for him and honor him and, and, and he reveals his glory to us, you know, when we honor him, he, he reveals his glory. So I'm so grateful for um, um, this line and uh, God blessing us with uh all that we get off of it, you know, it's so much food. I mean, feel you feel every time, you know, every time. So I'm so grateful too as well. I just needed to say that. Amen. Amen. And we're grateful to have you, Catherine. Love you to pieces and excited about your future. Amen. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord, family. I am so excited. Oh, my God. Um, Last month when we talked about the courts of heaven, um, God keep revealing to me uh, my purpose and to keep unfolding as I've worked in law for 35, 40 years and, you know, the political arena. But to piggyback on what um, Tanya shared about Tina and all the parents who have children in prison, God always tries to have his people in various arenas. Now, I know two or three judges, African-American of African-American descent that are believers that are God has placed in those arenas. I want to ask your prayers for one of my best friend's sister, besties, that's going up for the judgeship. We want her. This sister is so powerful in the spirit. We want her to be placed as one of the judges. And 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 back in, in um, March, 
of 2001, I worked with another judge who's retired, and he also teaches judges. Um, and I gave him, God gave me this Psalm, Psalm 72. Um, so give the kings your judgment, O God. Now, this is written about um, uh, Jesus and God, but also about judgment. So we want our people to judge right, be judged righteously. So Psalm 72, give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. I'm skipping down to number four. He will bring justice to the poor of the people, and he will save the children of the needy and will break into pieces the oppressor. So I gave that to Judge Blank back then because he is a judge. He he rose to the judgeship. He came out of foster care. So he's a person who loves. He gives people second chances. Um, he's just an awesome man of God. And now my sister um, that's also going for that position, we want them. So keep in prayer, Jocelyn. Carolyn Jones Toru, pray, pray that we have God's people in position. He will call those spirits, like they said, call the district attorney into account for what they try to do. Those are the spirits, um, those spirits that are assigned to oppress us and to keep us. Um, well, you know the spirit of of evil, but God's people can break those barriers along with our prayers in Jesus' name. God, I love you guys. Amen. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Sister Dion, it's Miss D. I'm going to be in queue. I know there's a few other people online. That's okay. That's okay. Go ahead, Miss D. Good morning, good morning, good morning, family. I just thank God for the conversation I'm hearing, for what I'm listening to this morning. But what my spirit is at today is the warfare that has been taking place on my own personal walk here in these past few years. And I thank God for the word that continues to reiterate itself. We talked, I just heard you guys talking about the, the systems of oppression that have not changed since we arrived on this land and chains that are being broken today because of the generational curses and traumas that have been passed down from generation to generation. You know, and so as I was going through these processes on my own, God took me back to look at those generational curses some some time ago and to begin to pray about them and move forward in not living out that again in my life because some have already been passed down to the generation that come after me, my children, that I'm seeing showing up. And that's what led me to take these looks back at my family of origin. And it broke some stuff in me, some shame that I was walking in and didn't even understand why I was behaving as I was. When Didi mentioned about forgiving others, when I learn to honestly forgive and truly forgive from my heart, that also breaks some curses too, because I've been a person that would hold a little something on the side, but the word in the prayer says we got to forgive those as God forgives us. That means practicing grace forward and moving out of those old behaviors and natures that we have. A couple of weeks ago, I went on a retreat. And it was a silent retreat. Practice in silence is a good thing to be able to hear God because we need to hear him speak to us before we start talking to him, asking for stuff. You know, so when I was on this retreat in the silence, I was sitting outside and I walked uh, down this path. I usually go down every time I go on this retreat. I walk down this path and there's a tree on the path and it has a big ho- a hole in it, you know, like and I had seen this several times, but the Lord led me to go look into the tree that day. And in the middle of the tree, it was hollow. It was nothing there. So it's just the bark. And I stepped back from the tree and I looked at it again. I said, so how is this tree bearing? And the Lord said, the root. 
the roots are deep, mm-hmm. and I am nurturing from the roots. This tree had leaves, but it was hollow inside. You know, mm-hmm. so even when we feel empty on the inside and we don't have nothing to give, That's the fight good. is not in us. God is feeding us through the roots. And when he took me down to another area and I sat there silently watching, I saw a couple of birds flying around and some um, butterflies, and it reminded me to play and have fun in life and not to be so rigid with self. And then he showed me some birds in the tree hopping from limb to limb, and as the birds were, little birds were climbing up the tree going from limb to limb, they went out to the edge of the limb and then hopped over to the next tree. And he said, take that leap of faith. No matter how far it seems from you, step out and jump. You won't fall. I got you. I walked up to this labyrinth and did this walk. And when I went in, that's when I started to talk about the lies that I've sold myself, the lies that society has had me buy into, the lies that my I heard from my family of origin, thank you, Jesus, that I have been living out today here at 63 years old, things I have heard since I was eight years old about who I am and who they are, they being the world, they being people who have oppressed people of color, they being the ones who told me I wasn't going to be anything, they that said I was going to stay where I was and die. When the Lord started to speak to me about that, I let go of that, and it was like a whole new awakening. I walked up the stairs in a place, I'm telling you, I've been on this property several times, but I just hadn't noticed until God opened my eyes to see him. When I oh, turned around and came out of the Lambreth, there was a fountain in front of me. And the Lord said, go baptize yourself. Uh, and I did. And when I put that uh, water on me and I rubbed it on my chest, I looked down and there was a scripture down there because I was contemplating my next step. And that's what I talked to God about. And he reminded me, if you keep doing what I send you to do, you will be like the garden and you will flourish. So even when we feeling holy, when we feeling hopeless, when we feel lost, when we going through grief and depression or whatever comes up in life, remember that God, your roots are in Christ, that he will sustain and fortify you. Have a little fun and play. Take that leap of faith. Surrender all those that baggage that we carry around and then rebaptize yourself in the spirit of the Lord and keep going. He got us. We're going to make it through this process. It's not that difficult. Keep it simple. Read the word. Listen for him to speak before we open our mouths trying to lead him to where we want him to go. Let us become good followers. I just wanted to share that this morning as I was listening. So many things came up for me. I thank God for moving me past shame and, and keeping secrets within myself to reach out to someone else. And, Dion, you know what I'm yeah. talking about because we had that phone call. But I thank God yeah. for that because even at 63, God don't stop teaching. It's up to us to keep listening and keep responding and honoring that word and implying that word in our lives. I love you guys. I've been on this call since the inception. In the last few years, I've been on and off, but I have been here consistently walking with the Lord all the time. If I never say a word, let that be known today. Amen. 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 Good stuff. Amen. Amen. Anybody else have anything? Good morning, sis. Good morning. Declare victory. Hey. I'm on my way carrying Hadassah to school, and um, 
You should put her down. I know she's heavy. <laughs> and, I was thinking the same. <laughs> she hear you too. <laughs> she said you are you are a terrible auntie. <laughs> oh. But um, I, you know, this morning, you know, this word honor, you know, is never to be thrown around lightly, and um, it is no punk sport at all. Um, uh-uh. because most people feel that you give it because somebody deserves it. You know, um, that has a whole lot to do with respect. But honor transpires. It goes way even past that. Because at the point that even with you teaching it, I understand that you have to have a good diet of God's word and understanding it. And um, it's the truth whether we believe it or not. Um, and uh, I, um, for example, you know, I grew up with some bad parenting, bad, bad parenting, honey. And um, I can remember even as a child, because I love my parents, my grandparents so much um, that even when they were abusive, I loved them. I love, I love them. And um, what did that mean? So much so that I didn't want to leave, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And th- this honor thing, trans- it, trans- um, it goes even beyond that because it has nothing to do with feelings, you know. Uh-huh. But when we understand God's word and we basically look at who we are in comparison to who he is, and because we serve him, that is that that is one of that is in our character to do. It should be embedded in our character. And if it's not, mm-hmm. it's something that we work on. How do we do it? Ask God to show. Ask. We have to ask God to to reveal His Word even more in our hearts. So much so that we believe that when the Word says that it trans, it it really transforms us. That the Word transforms us and that the Holy Spirit gives us the will and the to-do, at the point when I don't honor someone and I feel I don't honor them because they didn't deserve it um, in their respective place, you know, um, then I have to really examine my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I have to understand, I have to examine my relationship, uh, and, and even as I understand his word, because I mm-hmm. may have bad understanding. I respected mm-hmm. my parents. Even today, Dion, when we can go back and we look at some of the stuff they said to us and some of the things that they did, some of us was beaten badly. Some of us were, uh, um, uh, when, when, um, they, they were careless with us and all of those things. He didn't say respect them because they treated you well or they made the right decisions. He said, right. he said, honor them that our days will be lengthened. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's all. He didn't say because you want to. He didn't say because they were good to you. He didn't say because, you know, they were just absolutely wonderful of these pinnacle people in the community. Or, you know, he didn't say because they, you know, here it is, you had parents that didn't molest you or you had parents that may have molested you. And not just physically. But they exposed you to crazy stuff that opened you up to things that was too early. He didn't say because of all of that. He said that your days may be lengthened. Thank you for your share this morning. (laughs) Amen. 
Good morning, Dan. Good morning, family. It's Nikisha. Um, it was tight, but it was right. I had to go back and look at some things that I've said or done or thought that was not honoring um, people in positions of authority and parents and stuff like that. And I just wanted to thank you for being transparent and even mentioning people that may have gone on that you still need to forgive them, even though they may not be in this realm. also wanted to uh, thank Tanya for saying a couple of weeks ago about when she was awakened that she just started speaking in tongues. So I've been doing that, and I've been resting in the Lord because it's all types of stuff that's going on around me, people being murdered, people being abused and stuff like that in my family. But I'm not, I'm in my right mind right now because a couple of years ago I, I couldn't say that and I'm resting in him right now. So a couple of years I couldn't say that either. So I just thank God for the Claire victory and everyone studying and everyone participating. I love you all to life. Amen. Thank you, Keish. Thank you for that great share. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Well, praise the Lord. Hopefully, something was said that will cause you to ponder. Something was said that will encourage you to keep running on, keep moving forward, keep trusting, keep expecting God. And, um, yeah, that, that would be it. So don't forget, today we're fasting till 5 p.m. Um, join us right back here at 5 p.m. for our pray-out call. And uh, otherwise, I'll hear you guys in the morning. Same bad station, same bad time. Have a great day, all. Archer Circle tonight, 7 p.m. Bye. Have a great day. See you guys at 5. Have an awesome day, everyone. Bye. I'm going to work.